TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Monitoring all things Chiefs is our guy, Nate Taylor, from The Athletic, who joins us here a little earlier than normal with all the revised scheduling with playoff week and everything like that. How you doing, Nate? Have you gone outside yet? Have you, have you tried to drive yet? Oh, <laughs> What's up, fellas? I've been driving all morning. Oh. Uh, it's been it's been excellent. Um, had a had an appointment uh, that I didn't uh, foresee this being the weather. Um, you mean three months ago know, when you booked it, you didn't know it was going to be a snowstorm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't know it was going to be a snowstorm. Um, but no, man, I, I've been I've been fine. Uh, the roads are pretty good. Everybody's um, you know behaving themselves accordingly. I haven't seen you know I haven't seen any wild reckless behaviors uh behind the the wheel of a car but no i've been i've been doing all right I, you know i got my coffee and um you know i'm here at the facility just uh eager to see um you know who's going to practice who isn't going to practice my assumption is right now that the team is probably going to practice today indoors since it's still yeah. uh, obviously this is the heaviest that the, the snowfall should be this week um and then hopefully um if everything goes according to plan they'll have a chance to practice outside tomorrow and Thursday in preparation for a frigid uh, wildcard game against the Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, the, you mentioned finding out who's practicing as well. I mean, timeline, Cody and I were talking about this. I, I, Saturday game, how, how is Wanya Morris getting cleared from concussion protocol by then, which means Donovan Smith hasn't played in, what is it, five weeks with this next stinger? Correct. I feel like Donovan Smith is going to have to play on Saturday. Um, and what's interesting about this is Donovan Smith participated in a practice early last week and then didn't for the remaining last two, I believe. So uh, technically, if my memory is correct, I think Donovan Smith was a limited participant on Wednesday, and then they sort of scaled him down um, because they knew he wasn't obviously going to play uh, in the season finale against the Chargers. So, um, again, we'll see. When it comes to Wanya Morris, um, you can make the argument that he was a better player over these last five games than the last five games you saw out of Donovan Smith. But of course he's never played in the playoffs and Donovan Smith has played in the playoffs. So again, it, it's, it's all very fascinating. Obviously we're going to monitor it as the week goes along, but in terms of the concussion protocol, um, this is going to be one of those, I mean, one would have to sort of already be turning in a positive direction today. Right. Um, because you do have to do the on-field activities. Your baseline has to say, um, you know, pretty consistent uh, once you're in the protocol. And in order to get out of it, my belief is he would probably have to be cleared on Saturday morning, which means he would not have taken any real reps alongside his teammates, you know, like Otuni and Creed Humphrey. Like, you can do football.
snowball activities, but that's usually on an individual basis. Um, as you're sort of ramping back up to get clear from the protocol, doesn't necessarily mean that you are taking your normal amount of reps. So he, if he was available, if he did clear concussion protocol on Saturday, it'd be one of those unusual circumstances where he really hasn't practiced the way he would normally do in preparation for the most important game of his young professional career. Nate, how big of a deal do you make about the weather thing as it relates to Miami? I mean, we can cite a million different stats. I think they're 0-10 in their last 10 games below 40 degrees. Tua's record isn't good in games below 40 degrees. We used to talk about this a lot with Derek Carr, but how hard is it for a team like Miami, a warm weather team, to come into Arrowhead and play? And I think it's supposed to be minus 10-degree wind chill? Yeah, it's this is going to be the coldest game I've ever covered, guys. Um, so when you start trying to get your mind right, and look, I know the field had a nice filtration system, right? It's not going to be what it was. And I always like to remind people, like, go watch the 1995 divisional <laughs> playoff game between the Chiefs and the Colts. Playing on guys, a sheet that, of ice. That field is ice, okay? And the fact that they played that game in that condition um, was one of the reasons, I know, uh, the quarterback and the kicker who shall not be named uh-huh. uh, played a role. But the field literally played a role because you couldn't move the football in the second half. So, yes, they have they have heated benches now. Like, there's so much better technology to prepare yourself for this type of environment. But you cannot simulate it in Miami Gardens. You just can't. So, for the Chiefs, they're going to get the advantage because they're going to practice like I said, either tomorrow or Thursday, you know, in similar conditions. It won't be as cold as obviously Saturday night, but at least they'll be somewhat accustomed to it. Uh, and, of course, we've seen Patrick Mahomes play excellent in playoff games where obviously it's cold, not as cold as obviously Saturday, but we have a track record. There really is no track record for the Miami Dolphins. And what's crazy about all this, too, is I think people are still going to be unconsciously loud because it's the first time Tyreek Hill is walking in that building wearing another team's jersey. So it's not like, you know, there might be some concern about the energy level of the, of the attention of focus if they were going to play the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? Because we've seen that, and they will be playing another backup quarterback in Mason Rudolph, honestly. Um, but because it's Miami, because they played them already this year, uh, I think it's a, a, a massive advantage for the Chiefs because all Steve Spagnuolo has to do is take away the first option if we make him hold the ball and Jalen Waddle is not 100% healthy, even though we do expect him to play in this game, then how is he going to be able to throw the football down the field in this type of weather conditions, in these type of temperatures? And, you know, one way to negate speed is to play in an ice box. And that's basically what they're going to be in on Saturday. We're talking to Nate Taylor, our Chiefs insider from The Athletic, looking just at Miami and where they're at as a team, too. I mean, you mentioned Waddle already who's banged up, even if he's trending towards playing. I mean, they lost Bradley Chubb a few weeks ago. They got Jalen Phillips. They also, I think, lost, I don't know what the latest with Van Ginkle as well, one of their their linebackers. Yeah. I mean, this is a this is not the same Miami team, even from just a pure health standpoint. Yeah, and so I know this isn't going to be, like, a glamorous take, um, but the player who scares me the most is probably their rookie running back, A-Chan, uh, because he's healthy, he's very fast, he can catch the ball out of the backfield, and he's not going to be guarded by Trent McDuffie or Legereus Need the way Tyreek Hill is going to be. So um, the, the, the Dolphins are going to walk into Arrowhead with very limited options with a quarterback, by the way, who's never played in the postseason. I think that's also something that you have to consider, too, is like 
you gain experience along the way, and they made the playoffs last year, but because of Tua's head injury um, and his concussions, he, he couldn't be able to play. So um, you're asking him to go to Arrowhead in freezing temperatures and lead the team, uh, you know, past the first round of the playoffs. But it's hard to it's hard to do because they don't have the defense that they that they had, right? I think their defense was really trending in a positive direction. Um, you know, they might not have Xavier Howard for this game. He's their best cornerback, uh, despite Jalen Ramsey getting their Pro Bowl honor because he's Jalen Ramsey. I guess Jalen Ramsey has not been good this season, guys. I, I do want to make that very clear. But no Bradley Chubb, no Jalen Phillips, uh, no Van Eagle. Like, their defense is decimated. So, for the Chiefs, it's just a matter of uh, being disciplined with, you know, the lack of penalties. You don't want to have that many penalties to back you up. You obviously want to run the football. Um, this is an Isaiah Pacheco game if there was ever one to have in the postseason. And, you know, don't turn the football over. Like, if you do that, you'll, you're going to have chances to move the football on this defense. Um because unfortunately, uh, they're 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 getting into the playoffs um, without their nucleus on that side of the football, which again puts the burden even more on Tua's shoulders. He's one of the few guys I would actually still ask us about because otherwise I wouldn't even ask the question based on how well they've done this year. But are, can they stop Tyreek two times in a row? I wouldn't normally ask that, Nate, based on how well they've done against pretty much every elite wide receiver this year. Tyreek is an exception because he has an exceptional talent. Yes. Yes, but th- I do think they can, right? And they, or they could at least make it mucky for Tua, right? Um, this is one of those games where if I'm Steve Spagnuolo, I'm leaning heavily in Tyreek's favor, and I'm asking, okay, Jalen Waddle, you're out here. Uh, we know you have an injury as well. We know you're not 100%. Go beat it, okay? Uh, who's, there, who's the Dolphins tight end? Does anybody know? What's his name? Secchi? No, he's not even there anymore. I don't even know who the hell he is. He's not even there. So, like, can the Dolphins tight end beat us? And, again, um, I think Drew Tranquil has to be on the field all the time because A-Chant coming out of the backfield, I think, is their best weapon, not named Tyreek Hill. So, um, there's a chance that LeJarrius Snead with a week off, obviously he had a calf injury that he was dealing with the last time we saw him against the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, you would think that that would be, uh, you know, that injury would not be as significant as it was a couple weeks ago. Trippie Duffy is obviously still excellent in coverage. So you have two options to try to negate Tyreek Hill. And sure, he might have a, he might have a highlight or two, um, but what you just don't want him to do is be that guy who has over 100 yards, who has two touchdowns. Um, you know, you want to sort of limit him because, again, the, this has been the book on Tua. Let them get behind. Don't make them be a, you know, two-dimensional team. Make them one-dimensional, which obviously eliminates the running game, which I think is still some of their best, you know, some of their best plays are still when they have some creative misdirection on the running game alongside that sort of zone, that sort of zone running attack that they have. Obviously, that's a major component of the Shanahan offense that they're sort of, they're sort of using and leaning on. Um, but if Tua has to throw the ball 50 times in, you know, sub freezing temperatures, like it's not going to be great. Um, even if he does have Tyreek Hill, because again, the Chiefs have one of the best secondaries in the league. And that's one of the reasons why they're having a home playoff game and the Dolphins are not. The Dolphins secondary is not good. Um, and it's one of the reasons why Josh Allen, despite throwing two interceptions on Sunday, was still very effective because uh, there were, there were holes and advantages to take all over the field. So um, I think the secondary can do it again. Um, because they really haven't let anybody 
be a game wrecker all season from the wide receiver position. I know there's not much at all you can take from a week 18 game against the Chargers where it was backups all over the place, but McCall Hardman got 100% of the snaps, I believe, on the Chiefs offense and working him back in. Do you take anything from that performance? Like, is that a sign that he's going to get some snaps from anybody else? Or was that just, hey, look, he's playing in week 18 and we needed somebody out there? It's it's both. But I would I would answer your question with one that I've really thought about, fellas. McCall Hardman or Kadarius Tony? Who do you want? McCall who do you Hardman, want on the field? Yeah, got to be Hardman. Hardman. Yeah. Okay, so there you have it. I mean, I, you know, Kadarius Tony is a uh, a glimmering, shiny uh, talent, but you know he's been injured and he's been ineffective at times when obviously he's been on the field. Uh, you know, the Chiefs are the three seed largely because of Kadarius Tony. Uh, you never want to put it on one person because it's a team sport. I don't know, y'all. This is like the, this is like the best example we've had in a long time. Where if he just catches one of those balls against the Detroit Lions, and if he just lines up properly, um, they probably win two games. So I do think that the one thing you can take on offense. Well, I would say two things. It was very nice of them that they got to see what Blaine Gabbert could do in the offense against you know NFL-ish competition, right? just so that he's not coming off extremely cold if he is required to play uh, like we all saw Chad Heaney have to do last season in the postseason as well. So I think that's a major plus. And secondly, yeah, they got McCole Harmon in rhythm. They know what routes he can run. They know he has a good relationship with the quarterback. It's one of the reasons why they traded for him. Um, you know, and right now he's, he's healthier than – he's healthier, more reliable, and honestly – more efficient than Kadarius Tony, So I do think McCole Hartman is your fifth receiver um, for this game. You still have Justin Watson. You still have Marquez Valdez-Scanlon, Rasheed Rice. Obviously, Travis Kelsey is your number one sort of pass catcher. And you can sprinkle in Justin Ross if you would like. Um, but I do think there's a role for, for McCole Hartman because at least it forces the defense to honor his speed. And you can either use that as a decoy or you can use that to sort of stretch the field horizontally just as much as vertically with obviously the jet sweeps, the counters, the end around. Um, obviously, he can line up in the backfield if he would like. You know, that's some that's, He can kind of do some things that Jerick McKinnon can do if Jerick McKinnon is not available um, for this game, that being McCole Hardman. So, um, he played well. You know, I know he had a couple drops uh, against the Chargers, but again, that's a little bit of working with Blaine Gabbert um, and just trying to get back into the feel of like, yeah, you're playing every snap. So, it's a good experience and I do think he's earned a role for this game if the Chiefs uh, need him on a critical third down or they need him for some creativity in the red zone. Last thing for me, Nate, since I think Andy Reid will probably get asked about it anyway, Mike Florio once again floating out the possibility of the end of an era for Andy Reid. I've never gotten a sense that he was close to the end. Do you think he is? Um, what's that man going to do? What is he going to do? I don't know, man. He'd get bored real fast. What what you gonna do, Coach? Coach, Coach, this is all you know, Coach. Uh, I'm sorry. Does Does Andy Reid still work with the the most talented quarterback in the league? Like, no. Um, I I have heard. I mean, I have not heard anything to suggest that Andy Reid is you know considering retirement. Um, I think Andy Reid is an optimistic but also realistic person in understanding that. Sure, like. You know, 
he's got a nice contract. He's got a nice job. Uh, they continue to win. Um, he's got much of the personnel in place. Now, that may be disrupted a little bit because guys like Brent Tillis and Mike Braganzi, hell, who knows? They, they may get plucked for once, finally, you know, um, by another uh, franchise. But for the most part, things are in place for stability and success. Um, Andy Reid's health has not really been an issue this season. I, I like to remind people, too, that it was coming off of last training camp where we sort of knew that he had another, you know, sort of lower body uh, procedure. He wasn't walking around as gray. He was sort of trying to, you know, uh, get 100% healthy. You know, it hasn't – obviously there was a whole COVID here based on people of a certain age, and, and he's obviously fit that category. Um, but this year there really hasn't been any health issues that I can tell or that anyone has, you know, uh, sort of explained to me in the organization. So I think he'll be – I think he'll be the coach next season. Um yeah, I just I, – I don't know. I mean, again, I, I, I'm a respectable journalist. I try to give people plenty of respect and, 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 and understand that we have a difficult job um, from a communication standpoint because, you know, we're asked to, to communicate in the best way possible in a, in a speedy manner, right? We don't, we don't always get the, the amount of time we want. Um, so I'm not necessarily questioning Florio, but I kind of am. Um, and I think last year with Jay Glazer was a great example, guys, where Jay Glazer asked him, and Andy was like, dude, he was like the 40th, 50th, 60th person to ask me, how long am I going to keep doing this? I was like, I don't know. Maybe this is it. You know, <laughs> he's like yeah. he finally folded. And Jay, and Jay Glazer was like, we got him. You know, <laughs> whereas you would normally say, Hey, let's have another follow up. Let's let's like real like are you sure what are you exactly saying, Andy? Um, but like so in some cases it's like, hey, Jay Glazer wasn't wrong because he Andy retold him something, but also he wasn't right because he like Andy Reid wasn't definitive. Uh so um it's it's all, you know, conjecture and hilariousness and, and silly um it's not even a storyline. <laughs> like, like if this was an interesting storyline, I mean, okay. But like, I just, you, you guys are right. Maybe someone will ask it. I won't because I'm, I'm with Andy every day, and I mean, he, he loves this. And again, I have no idea what he would do if he wasn't coaching in the NFL, and he's one of the best coaches in the league. So like, he, he's, he's got the job he wants. So I mean, obviously it's up to him and his prerogative. But like, I, I just. I don't see it, fellas. All right, we will not be listening to Nate Taylor at 11.45 (laughs) ask Andy Reid that question. Nate, appreciate it, man, and uh, we'll check in next week. Uh, Hopefully, still talking about this team in the playoffs and maybe heading back to Buffalo. Fellas, there has only been a small amount of stadiums that I have yet to be in, and this is largely because of COVID reasons and just the way the NFL schedule comes out. One of those stadiums, is Buffalo. There you go. You're telling me if they win, I get to see Patrick Mahomes' first true role playoff game in the conference being snowy Buffalo? Sign me up. I'm there. I want to <laughs> be there so bad. Um, but, yeah, hopefully, you know, uh, the season will still continue. We'll have, I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about. But, I mean, if it's going to be like this on Saturday, how is Buffalo the better alternative in week in round two? Definitely, definitely is potentially the case. Nate Taylor from The Athletic. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. 
news. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.